It's Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I had a great yesterday. I did an amazing show uh, at Powerhouse SF, and it was so fun. And I, it was all gay dudes, and I had the best, best time. And they loved my whiskey dick joke so much that after the entire bar took shots of whiskey. Yay! I'm making friends and influencing people. <laughs> all right, I'm really excited for tonight. The way the joke workshop works, comedians do four-minute sets. At three minutes, you'll hear a horn. <laughs> means you have a minute left. And then we'll do four minutes of comments for the first eight comics. And take notes. I take notes back here, but uh, I'll we'll open up all the microphones and you can talky-talk. And I'm really excited. Your first comedian is brand new to the room, so be real nice and clap your hands wildly in a slappy-like motion for Greg Capra. All right. Thanks for having me. Been watching a lot of true crime recently. You guys like true crime? I fucking love true crime. I like true crime because I like to live vicariously through people who get to take out their anger in real life. Right? Because don't you wish you could do that? Like, remember Bill from accounting? Remember how he always told you to smile more and then gave you finger guns? Remember how you always wanted to push him over the Golden Gate? True crime docs are basically just people who said, no, fuck it, I'm killing Bill. And I'm not taking PTO to do it. Mm-mm, I'm clocking in. Bill's going to pay me to kill him. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I think people who commit murder should think more about the detectives on the other side. Because watching these true crime docs, these detectives are savages, right? Like they're always 28 years old and went to BYU, trying to prove themselves. They have the picture of you above their bed and just stare at you every night, waiting to find you. Plus, they're Mormon. They have an incredible work ethic. <laughs> their diet is just oatmeal and smart water. They're in incredible shape. They come back to their studio apartment with no furniture. They don't drink alcohol, have a girlfriend, or are on social media. You don't stand a chance against someone who's never had a vice in their life. You're going to prison. My whole life is vice. That's why I watch true crime. It makes me feel good about my shortcomings. Because it's like, have I threatened violence against a coworker? Yes. Have I actually lit someone on fire? Mm, not yet, but I've thought about it. I think about it a lot. You know that saying uh, from people in relationships who say, uh, even thinking about cheating is cheating? I hope that doesn't apply to murder. If so, I'm doing 85 to life. <laughs> it's going to make a Netflix series about me. Probably call it something corny, like the comical killer. He killed for laughs and for fun. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I don't like these new true crime docs though the ones that you see on Netflix now because they're just too drawn out they're too long they're like an eight part documentary series and the first episode is always them like waterboarding you with information about like the hometown the victim grew up in it's always like Wooster is a quiet town known for riverbeds and sunsets and they show like a montage of an interracial couple high-fiving over a white picket fence and you're like <laughs> Wooster? <laughs> Such a magical place. How could anyone die there? And the second episode is just like 45 minutes of them interviewing the parents. And they always say the same thing, too. Parents are nice, but they're always like, we never saw it coming. We never saw it coming. 
We never thought our Stacy would be harpooned to death. <laughs> and I'm watching it like, really? Because there's probably like five harpoons in this country. Stacy's ex-boyfriend had three of them. So do the math. But uh, my least favorite thing about these new true crime docs, though, uh, are that they always make the victim out to seem like some faultless hometown hero, like they're just perfect. I don't buy that. They always talk about the victim like Jack's touched everyone he met. There is no one who did not adore Jax. And I'm watching it like, really? Because Jax was stabbed in a trailer in Tampa. He was wearing a Coors Light tank top that he made himself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wasn't up for sainthood. <laughs> My favorite true crime show is Forensic Files. It's like one step above black and white. It looks like it used to be black and white, but they added brown. It's like black and white and brown. That's what Forensic Files is. All right, it's my four minutes. Yay, Greg Capra, everybody clap wildly, yay, and then yay, yay. All right, so. Do um, I stay up here for this? Yeah, there's, you stay up there, and then um, people comment and stuff. I wrote a couple things down. Um, you mentioned Kill Bill, and I feel like there's an opportunity to throw a joke in there about a yellow jumpsuit. Because you said Kill Bill, and then my brain immediately went like, to the movie Kill Bill yeah. where she wears the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. But that's just me. But if you're going to say Kill Bill, you might as well make a nod to it. Why not? Um, I liked that you were going somewhere, the oatmeal and smart water with the Utah person. I'd throw in something weird there, like oatmeal, smart water, and insert ridiculous item yeah. that, that they would have who are the Mormons. Um, the vice life thing. I was I was with you there, and then you. I, but I wanted to know what the threat was that you were going to threaten them with. I like that you said light them on fire after, but I was wondering if maybe there's there's a joke in there, like there's a quote of what the threat, the exact verbiage of the mm. threat could be a punchline potentially. And um, on a positive note, you seem really comfy on stage. Like you've been like you, I I assume you're new because I don't know you, but um, you didn't seem you seem really comfortable. Like you have practiced in the mirror a lot you didn't have any notes with you that's amazing that's all like super great and um you did a lot of places and i feel like you could just have the one place be utah like keep going back okay. to utah as a yeah. callback instead of worcester or be like worcester utah i didn't know there was a worcester in utah did you or whatever um but those are my comments do other people have comments anybody because they're quiet today is everybody okay is everybody scared are you, are you mad at me? <laughs> are you mad at Greg? Uh, okay, clap wildly for Greg. Yay! Yay! Um, okay, yay, the causals are here. Yay! Um, I'm super excited, and I saw your next comedian on the street, and you look so young and amazing. Like, do you, I'm, I'm wondering, do you use Botox? You can just, you can wait. You don't? God bless you. Uh, I meant and then I, you look amazing. I, I just I just I just noticed I got I got my fingernail caught in my uh, wrinkle this morning. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Vicky Causal, yeah. Um, I decided I'd wear a mini skirt today. Um, not because I'm feeling sexy, because I'm not. You know, I'm too old for that. In general, feeling sexy is not the reason why women wear short skirts. 
the reason we wear short skirts is because collectively we noticed that every time we put on a mini skirt, our day goes a little bit better than usual. Not dramatically, just a little bit better. Say you're trying to catch a bus, the driver will wait for you. They get your order right in a coffee shop. You come to work, you get a promotion. So see, women don't wear short skirts to feel sexy. We wear them as a lucky charm. Uh, I have an open mic today, you gotta remember my line, so I put on a mini skirt for good fortune. Um, you know, I do a lot of shopping on Amazon, and I'm uh, realizing a lot of people don't like Amazon, but I like it. I think Amazon is a shopping spa. Because they know what you think before you think it, and they, and they give you what you want before you even want it, and you're just sitting there, shopping away while, while sipping your champagne and having your toes massaged. It's a shopping spa. But, but people don't like Amazon. You know, I, I bought a pair of shoes on Amazon, and I tried them on, they seemed okay, but then I wore them for a day and I didn't like them. So I'm texting Amazon customer service, sorry, the shoes didn't work out. And immediately, their customer service agent gets back to me and says, no worries, Victoria, just return the shoes. I'm like, yeah, but, but I, I thought I was gonna keep them, so I threw away the box, and, and he's like, don't worry about the box, Victoria, return the shoes without the box. I'm like, right, but did I mention that I wore them for an entire day? And he's, of course you did. You know, how else would you know they're not the best fit just by looking at them? Don't worry about them. Just drop the shoes off at UPS and get on with your life. I'm like, do I have to pay for shipping? He's like, don't worry about the shipping. Everything is prepaid. You see what's going on? D did you notice the pattern? I don't have to worry about anything because Amazon worries about everything. That's what they do all day long. They sit there and they worry. How was Victoria's service uh, experience? Was her return easy? They took my return, but they did not take it personally. They weren't mad at me for not liking their shoes. All they said to me was, thank you for your business. They value my business more than they value their shoes. I could return the shoes without the box, or I could return the box without the shoes. Or I could return the shoes without shoelaces, or I could return shoe soles without the actual shoe tops. Any combination I want, no questions asked. One question, they asked me one question. They said, can you tell us what specifically bothered you about the shoes? I'm like, I'm so sorry I can't put my finger in it. And they're like, no worries, you think of something, you let us know, that was it. I dropped the shoes off at UPS, no charge. They even gave me a packing slip, like a, like a proof of my return. It said, it said package one, Content, a pair of shoes, weight three and a half pounds. I'm like, yes, three and a half pounds. These are some heavy shoes, so I'm texting back to Amazon customer service. I figured out what's wrong with your shoes. They weigh too much. Who's gonna walk around with three and a half pounds attached to their feet? I felt great. I gave this great information to Amazon, made them a better company, they made me a better customer. Everybody's happy. When was the last time in your life everybody was happy? Uh, you, you can't remember. Maybe because it never happened. But people don't like Amazon. Thank you. Vicky Cosell loves Amazon. Yay. Commercial for Amazon. Um, I wanted you to like connect the Amazon thing to like a relationship or something. Like 
like Amazon is like the best boyfriend or like the best husband or something because you've got like, you've got stuff in there that could be a punchline if you have the right target. Cause right now you're like, you first you say, here's Amazon, but then you say Amazon's not the target. I like Amazon, but then I want you to take it and target something with those. Cause it's like, they're make cause it works at the end. When was the last time you were actually happy? It's a weight lifted off me. I feel like there's some sort of, attachment to okay, relationship gotcha, that's gotcha, gotcha. I, I, I think it would mm-hmm. do something there and um yeah short skirts good fortune hell yeah i believe in it <laughs> uh do, and and it, and the weight has been lifted does anyone have any comments you guys are so quiet today uh, oh, there yeah, we go. there's a lot of, yeah it's, there's a lot of good potential with those ideas i think and uh, I, I was thinking during the Amazon thing, you might be able to draw, call back to, you might be able to say, uh, you said they're ordering stuff in my boxer shorts and they always treat me like I'm wearing a mini skirt. <laughs> okay. Maybe Amazon yeah, treats you, you. Treat you well. Mm-hmm. like you're, yeah, so. yeah, I also really like your mini skirt premise. Um, okay. I think that has a lot of potential and I would also kind of like to see like how you might develop that idea further. Like what's the next step from mini skirt? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going for promotion. So I guess I got to wear my thong on Monday, you know, <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Something to like, mm-hmm. like what's the next level? How do we take that to like the extreme? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that that could be really funny too. It's yeah. like kind of the way to end the bit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I agree with what Pam was saying about um, uh, expanding it and doing more um, with the uh, short skirts and the Lucky Charm. I love that. And why don't people like Amazon? If you could go into a little bit of that when you were explaining what they don't like about it mm-hmm. and then what mm-hmm. you like about it. And there's gotcha. a contrast there. Yeah. Thank you very much for the comments. Clap wildly, everybody. Vicky Cosley, yay! All right, your next comic's back in town. We missed him so much when he was gone, and he's such a good host. He had such a good set last night at Milk. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks, everybody. Okay, okay. I just got back. Yeah, I was traveling. Uh, I'm from Michigan. I went home to Michigan for the holidays. A lot of people wanted to talk about living in California. They were like, is it so expensive there, right? I'm like, yeah, it's just mainly it's the housing though. Almost everything else costs about the same, you know. Like for instance, I'm I'm in the market for a used car. I saw an ad for one. It said nine thousand dollars. If I want to live in it, it's nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's, uh, I was on a flight, and it's weird trying to fly right now. I like to go in with the N95 mask. That way, when I swap it out for my less uncomfortable mask, it feels really great. Um. Yeah, mask. I was in North Carolina too for a little while visiting my sister, and uh, they're totally anti-mask there. They're they're so anti-mask that they were wearing fewer masks now than they did before COVID. Surgeons and welders are no longer allowed to wear masks in North Carolina. I don't know if you know about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the new year, I'm uh, trying to make some changes. Trying to stop drinking coffee, so that's tough. But uh, I've got some help. Uh, I've got an energizing body wash in my shower. So that's good. I do a rejuvenating facial scrub too. And I have a turbocharged antiperspirant. So that plus like a four hour nap and I'm good, you guys. Without the coffee. Let's see here. Sucks being back at work. Uh, you guys know about imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is really, that's, that's not good for this country, imposter syndrome, because 
It's especially bad for people like me who are incompetent at their jobs. Because now I walk around thinking, maybe I just have imposter syndrome. I don't know. <laughs> Feeling all the stress, yeah. I talked to my, uh, talked to my therapist about it. The therapist uh, suggested I consider meditation, so I've been doing that. And I got to tell you guys, I've never been so relaxed since I've been considering meditation. Less anxious, more focused, you know. If you guys haven't considered meditation, you really should think about considering it. I have not felt this good since I was contemplating quitting drinking. Yeah. So I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about ageism. Ageism is one is a weird. That's the weirdest. It's a unique form of bigotry, actually, in a way, right? Because like we all have to admit that age is bad in the long run. Age is bad. That's not true for any of the other ones, you know? Can't apply it to, to any of the other ones. Like, you can't say in one breath that you're against racism and then turn to your sister and be like, we got to do something about mom because she's not getting any whiter. <laughs> yeah, recently I was in the, I was at this convenience store near my house and uh, I'm about to check out and I saw like a, a, like a six-year-old kid walk in, you know, just by himself, which is kind of like you don't see that as much anymore, I feel like. This kid walks in really confidently, and he's like, where's the gum? And the guy's like, right there. And he comes back, and he's like, how much is this? And the guy says, $2. He's like, you got anything that's a dollar? And I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, kid. I got you, you know. Put it up on the counter there. The kid's like, oh, okay, thanks. And he tries to hand me his dollar that he has, and I'm like, nah, don't worry about it, you know. Then I realize, like, I'm just a, a strange guy buying candy for a kid right now. I was like, I should have taken the dollar, because that fixes it, doesn't it? You don't see creeps out the back of a van just being like, candy, half off. <laughs> uh, you, guys, um, you guys know about High Times, right? The magazine High Times. That's still a magazine. I, I, a lot of magazines are out of print now. Like half the magazines that existed 20 years ago are out of print. High Times is still going strong. I don't understand who is reading High Times. Not at the dentist office. Like who is... Especially since there are so many free pictures of weed on the internet that you can whack off to. You know? Also, I feel like it's, it's got to be bad because, you know, High Times is a well-known gateway to harder reading. Right? Your cocaine fancy. And eventually the New England Journal of Medicine. It's pretty bad. Uh, okay, you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. With a billion new jokes. Jeez, in the first two minutes, you had like seven new jokes. That was crazy. Um, I was enjoying everything. I think the age is the ageism thing with the whiter is it was really funny. I laughed about that for a while. And the, I mean, the only thing I could think about with High Times is like, it is a pretty sexy centerfold, though. Like of the weed. Like they always have a real nice. sexy nice like, stuff. centerfold weed thing. And then... um. You mentioned a van, but I think that you can hide the van till the end and have that be a big punch. Like if it was, you should have taken the dollar. Uh, I say, oh, no, 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 man. Something I want you to invite him back to your van. Like have that be at the end. Like I walked out and he tried to give me hey, the dollar kid, again. Yeah, and I said, van. yeah, come and Candy's half off. Right. You invite him back to the van. Okay. Instead of like, yeah, it's half off candy back here. So then you look scary. But um, funny, funny. So I'm just impressed you have so many new jokes. Other comments on his new jokes? Hi, everyone's so quiet today. Are you okay? Is everybody scared? 
it's, okay. I thought it was great. Lots of great um, punchlines. And I just had one suggestion when you said surgeons and welders. Uh -huh. And another one would be maybe robbers about not having oh, yeah. allowed to have masks. <laughs> They're not. It's illegal for them to it's do it. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Other comments? Criminals. Hey, slap your hands wildly together, everybody, for Daniel Lewis. Yay! <laughs> Well, you're certainly making it easy for everyone to get on the list today because we had a big, um, we had a, what's it called? Big wait list. I am so slow today. This is, happens when I drink whiskey after dark. Like the next day, I'm like, I'm really slow. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Great causal. Yay. Hype. 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 Hell yeah. <clears throat> Fuck yeah, bro. Shit's ass. Bullshit. I am so lazy. I think I'm too lazy to even get sick. Like, uh, you know, your immune system is bored when you uh, yawn in the middle of a sneeze. Uh, I can't go to bed on time, no matter what I do. I think my uh, sleeping schedule is just as lazy as I am. I haven't woken up in the uh, AM for so long that I think I've kissed mornings goodbye. You know how yawns are contagious? Well, I wake up, yawn, look in the mirror, and I freeze in time. When I sit down to do nothing, I just progress to doing more of nothing. I think I build up laziness momentum. You know how you're supposed to be taller in the morning and shorter in the evening? Well, I sleep for so long and I stay up so late that I'm actually taller in the evening and shorter in the morning. Uh, during the uh, lockdown, Starbucks closed at 4. I get up at 4! I got so lazy that just getting up in the morning was already an office job for me. I got so lazy that relaxing became work. <laughs> uh, my mom works a lot. She gets up at 6, and I go to bed at 6. We have sleep relay races. You know, I laid in bed so much that I think I became a, uh, a closed energy circuit. Because all the energy that I got from sleeping just went back into keeping me in bed. Uh, whenever I open up my phone, I always accidentally land on the Compass app. Because I think my phone wants to give me at least a little direction of where to go. Maybe I should take a ceramics class and make a mold. Just to break out of the mold of not doing anything. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah, bro! <clears throat> Shit's ass! Hype! Hype! Ah! <clears throat> um, I'm so lazy. Uh, I'm very lazy. I'm not very punctual, so I tend to show up uh, early to a lot of past events. Uh, seriously, I showed up uh, 10 minutes early to a class that happened a week ago, which I overslept for. Uh, people stopped going to schools during the lockdown and just started taking classes over Zoom. Uh, but then they even started canceling Zoom classes and just gave you material and a deadline. So I was in a rush to sign up for one, one of those online Zoom classes because I still wanted to get out of the house every now and then. My Zoom classes are so boring. They're so boring that when I yawn, my microphone automatically unmutes to show the teacher that I'm actually engaged. I'm an introvert, as you can tell. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to practice any uh, social skills during the lockdown. However, since I stayed up 24-7, I became equally well acquainted with every minute of the day. I'm not very conversational. To an introvert, a conversation is actually the most 
antisocial situation there is, because he can't even hear himself think. In conversation, I'm like an iceberg. I uh, slowly drift away from you and melt down. Even when someone says that it's me under their breath, it feels like a hurricane hitting my face. And to me, having nothing to talk about is, is actually a topic for conversation. In fact, when no one's talking, like now, I hear an echo because my ears want to appreciate the silence. I don't even have an inner dialogue. To me, something is either inner or a dialogue. You know how uh, an interrogation is a combination of conversation and torture? Well, all you have to do to torture an introvert is talk to him. Where is the killer? Ouch! Okay, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Just, just please don't hurt me anymore. Actually, uh, mm -hmm. actually, introverts don't say ouch when they get hurt because telling other people about their pain will only make it hurt more. I don't really keep up with people. I mean, I occasionally see people I know in my dreams to somewhat stay in touch with them. And it's not that I don't like being friendly. It's just that to an introvert, smiling at someone is like the average person trying to put on a cowboy hat. They just can't pull it off. And you know how some people just know exactly what to say when they bump into an old friend? When I bump into an old friend, I suggest that we exchange insurance information. I can't even look other people in the eye. I'm such an introvert that to me, making eye, con making eye contact with someone is like trying to attract two magnets with the same polarity. But surprisingly, I actually create a very long-lasting impression on people. Well, because I only talk to them once. And despite the fact that I don't talk to that many people, just about every person I see looks familiar. Because if you've seen one extrovert, you've seen them all. Hype! 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 Thank you. Oh, great hype. hype! Shit's hat. <laughs> I love that weird hype thing. That it, hype. I think it's really funny, and it's mm. so has such a juxtaposition to <laughs> <laughs> what your persona and what you're writing. It's, I think that was very funny. The outburst, <laughs> um, and the iceberg joke, I liked. And you're super memorized. Like you have all of that. Um, you had a lot of jokes in there and you're super memorized. But I think now it's just a matter of like trying mm -hmm. to connect with the audience a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But you're talking about not connecting while you're. It's funny. That's also ironic, too, that you're like, I'm not good at making eye contact or connecting with people. And you're mm -hmm. so there's like a um, but good stuff. Uh, other other comments, 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 comments. People, people, people. Hey, Brady just walked in. What's up? I was thinking I really like your your um, perspective of being an introvert, but and I think there's more things that you can okay. do than but I really like that that perspective too. Okay. It's really good, man. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Other comments. Y'all are so quiet today. It's not usually for the new person, it's not usually like this. People are usually a little more talkative. Um but you can slap those hands yeah. with their like little flippers Subscribe together. Subscribe to Mutiny Radio on YouTube. Yeah. Only fans. Bro, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, your next comedian is one of my favorite people on the scene. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands! Yay! Fucking hype! Yeah! It looked fun. It looked really fun, so I wanted to do it. It's like you had bro Tourette's or something. <laughs> okay, let's. I'm gonna. This is gonna be very quick. Um, you guys. Uh. You see those commercials where they're always trying to like get you to donate to some kid in like a poorer country because they really want to guilt you into donating money. It's just the whole situation is all predicated on whether I care about the kid or not, you know? 
But what if they just catch that kid on like a bad day, you know? <laughs> what if in that poverty-stricken land, he's actually having a good time, and they just happen to catch him when he looks really sad? You know what I'm saying? And you know, even worse, what if they? What if when the cameras aren't rolling, he's an asshole? You know? Then I'm gonna just give my money to this kid that I know nothing about and who might be an asshole. What if he's the village bully? I don't want to give money to the village bully. Or even worse, what if he doesn't tell his mother he loves him, okay? I can't be donating money to someone who's not a mama's boy. I'm sorry. You know? Okay. <laughs> this is fun, guys. I've been trying to get this joke to work for months. Yeah, and then I donate to the kid, and he ends up being an asshole, and then there's like an updated commercial, and I just see him playing with like a fidget spinner or something, like that's what he put the money towards. Like that'd be a complete waste of my time. Because then his assholeness is just reinforced and celebrated. And those are the kind of people that grow up and they like take five samples at the ice cream parlor when there's a line, you know? So I don't want any more of those people living in my world. So whatever I can do to have not those people exist, I think that's what I'm gonna do. And then, my, and then I'm worried that in 20 years I get like a blood-soaked letter and it's like, thank you, Ian. You've helped funded my conquest of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I couldn't have done it without you. Now I'm celebrated by a dictator. He's like throwing parades for me. Now I have like war crimes on my conscience. So that's not what I want. Bring you back to the beginning. So that's why I don't donate to poor people. That's why I don't want to give money to poor people. We're all going to sit in this. We're all going to sit in this, okay? together <laughs> all right I'll do one more I'm a beta <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a beta and I like to accept it because a lot of betas they don't accept it and they just end up looking more like a beta and alphas accept it because they're alphas you know everybody wants to be an alpha but I like being a beta because with betas there's no responsibility to being a beta if something goes wrong betas don't have to deal with everything you know an alpha can just take care of it if something's going wrong on the street, the alpha has to intervene. They have to help, like a robbery or something, where the beta can just sit back and film, you know? And if I get called out for it, they'll be like, hey, fuck you, what are you doing filming? And I just go, I'm a beta, and they're like, all right, and they let me do it. Okay, that's been my time. Thank you so Ian much. Ian Langlands, he's so brave. I was just gonna honk you, it was three minutes. Um, well, you know, I, I, I forever love you. Predicated is an amazing word, and I enjoyed you saying that. I, there's one premise hidden in there, and I think you can make it into a joke. The, the five ice cream line person, the five, the person, mm -hmm. I think that that's its own premise. I would like yeah. for, you, for you, I think it's really a funny thing that you brought that up, and, and I was like, oh my God, what flavors of ice cream? I wanted to see like an act out of flavors or being slowing down and like going, mm -hmm. like, uh, and then yeah. I just thought, I just, like I, I tri tripped I'm, out for a second and I was like, oh, I feel like you've already written that joke, but you haven't, but yeah. it's just me seeing the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody can help me out with that first joke, because I've been trying to make it work and it really doesn't do much for me, so I might get rid of it tonight. I'm going to level with you. I wasn't listening for the first joke, so uh, no. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I think you, when you say uh, you're a beta... Um, you don't have to say that. The audience knows. Shut his mic off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, actually, do not silence me. No, no, uh, yeah. Pass that punchline yeah, that he owns yeah, the world. Yeah, All right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 
I think it could be funny if my mind went to in like movies with because uh, you were like the alpha will take care of it, but also I think the alpha it's like uh, I think of more almost like a, like a bully scenario where there's usually like a mean bully and then someone who's like on the side who's like egging him on, mm-hmm. and like the the little bitch who's egging him on yeah. never gets his comeuppance in the like he doesn't get like kicked at the end of Karate Kid or whatever. Oh okay. So I think that could be another. I I mean my go to is like the at Jabba's palace in Salacious Star Wars. Crumb. There's that little, where's the little, like, furball guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Salacious Crumbs. Crumb. Salacious Crumbs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, you remind me of him. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, Thank you so much. I'm, jo- I'm jobbing this, this scenario. But, oh, God. Uh, I'm curled up <laughs> in your little tail. But, but, yeah, but he doesn't get choked out at the end. So, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. He does get electrocuted, little Salacious Crumb, though. Does he? Yeah. yeah. He, gets, he runs away. Mildly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. just gets a little buzz. He's probably so. on the barge when it blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's not think about that. <laughs> Man, your knowledge of Return of the Jedi is deeper than yeah, I would have guessed. I like Star Wars. Okay, okay. but anyways, that, that, that's what I was thinking. Okay, okay. I just hey. like when oh. you said not a mama's yeah. boy, I thought you could show examples of what you liked about what, okay. um, him being a mama's boy. Okay. Like, explore that. Is this one? Brady, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. Hey, when you talk about, like, because when you're talking about not wanting to give money to poor kids, you kind of sound like an asshole. Right. And you use that term, asshole. So are you a master of assholes? And that's what you can determine. You know what I'm asking? Because, like, at this point, you seem like an asshole, and you're calling out other kind of assholes. Okay. So. Where do you want to go? I mean, I just feel... Oh, oh like it's kind of muddled in terms but, of my Well, yeah, yeah, but like, okay. so, yeah, like, what, what is an asshole and why are you the master of it? I mean, oh, you're, okay. Obviously, you're a white guy not wanting to give money to poor kids makes yeah. you an asshole. <laughs> but what... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way you then my it, premise is like, I don't want to raise an asshole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes one to know one. Uh, I, I have a thought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I like I like the premise of the... Like, just the contrast of, like, oh, we assume it's a good kid, but it's actually... Like, I think the premise of it is funny. So, like, you said you've been working on it. And I forgot how you introduced it, but one thought, and I don't know if this works, is kind of like... Did you say, like, like you're like, oh, the kids... Like, I forgot how you said it, but basically, did you... One version might that might work is, like... Oh, we assume that kid is good, but what what if that kid is an asshole? Did you you say it like that? Okay, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, just, like, getting to it, like, flipping it quicker, I guess, or something like that. But I don't know. Okay. Oh, like that's good. Okay, thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! 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 He's just a lovely human being. Um, your next comedian, Lee's, Lee's not here yet, is he? Nope, didn't see him. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dylan Young. Yay! Thank you, Mutiny. I haven't been to Mutiny in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Forgot how it smells in here. Smells like weed and old books. <laughs> Weird, because I know Pam doesn't read, so. <laughs> she, you see a copy of Pride and Prejudice, it's just extra rolling paper. It's not, you know, copy of the where the green fern grows. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like babies are getting, <laughs> babies are getting into stand-up now. This is an appropriately sized stage for them, I think. Yeah. What was I going to talk about today? I uh, I found out my roommate is bisexual. Yeah, it's true. It uh, really upsets the power dynamic in my room. 
really does because the the the, the thing is it really upsets the power dynamic when you know for a fact your roommate is getting way more ass than you. Like he slept in my room for two nights, the night he moved in and the night before his boyfriend moved in. Hasn't slept there since. Whenever he visits, it's like for five minutes just to grab his toothbrush and change clothes. And it's just 120 pounds of Chinese sexual prowess. Get all intimidated. I'm like, okay, all right. Keep your teeth clean. Anyway, uh, what else? Yeah, I uh, I go to, I go, he's talking about small dogs. They have good sense, apparently. <laughs> they don't really have a good sense of humor. They're not laughing at any of my jokes. None of, the, none of you guys are either, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, I go to Stanford. Um, people kind of treat me weird because I got in, um, but I'm kind of more of the, of the mindset that with hard work and dedication, you too can become Asian. Uh, yeah, that was that joke. Wrote that in the car. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm studying biology at Stanford and, um, studying marine biology because I get nervous around pretty women. And so I recently learned that an average adult dolphin is more intelligent than a five-year-old. I don't, I think it's a lot closer than that, actually, because, like, a dolphin can't count to 10, but a five-year-old will drown. So I think it really just comes down to who's more likely to choke on plastic. So that's my opinion on dolphins. I have opinions on other animals, too. I don't like pandas. I'm sick of them living off the government. You know, pandas were a bad idea. They're, they're a proof of concept on why veganism doesn't work. Right, because they have a carnivorous digestive system but only eat bamboo. Now there's like three of them left. They all just live in a zoo. That's, that's all they do. That's all they do. Veganism is against nature, against God's will, if you, if you think that way. Anyway, this has been a good time. Trying out new stuff. Thanks so much. I'll take your feedback. Anything is welcome. Dylan Yun, everyone. Yay. I didn't know you went to Stanford. You do now. I do now. Yeah. I would. I would. Maybe you shouldn't put it in the first minute and a half. I don't know. No, but it's, I just didn't even know that. I'm like, wow, damn. And you and you slum it over here. Um, great riffing at the top. All that stuff that was just off the cuff was all really great. And that plastic joke I thought was really funny. I don't understand why pandas are living off the government because it's Chinese. Of, yeah. Government? Well, they're. I don't think there are any pandas in the wild. I think they're all in zoos and like funding comes from the Chinese government for those. Oh. So okay. the fact that you didn't know that means that I need to explain that to make that punchline work. But probably cuz I was like I, I was like which government are they living yeah, off of? Do right. they live exactly. here? I was just I was confused. Yeah. Uh Ian has things to say. Um I was in, is that true that pandas have a carnivorous uh, digestive system? Yeah, or omnivorous, I guess. Or omnivorous. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was just an interesting fact. I wanted uh, a joke about that more in more detail, anyway. Right. Because you, you kind of say it's just like a passing thing that we all gotcha. know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Am I a fucking idiot?" Or does it, you know, or does everyone know that fact? Or uh, are you just too smart for us? So got it. Uh, got it. Yeah, I think there's something funny about that. I'm just okay. choosing not to, and just like an annoying vegan or something. 
Right. right. <laughs> That's like one of those people that like, it's like my uncle has a omnivorous digestive system, but he just eats Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Like okay. It's weird to eat one thing, even though you could eat it. Right. Right. I didn't know that. Got you. Yeah, the more you know. The do, more do, you do. know. I'm here to, yeah, spread Other knowledge. Comments. Any anything else? Well, clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Dylan Young! Yay! So, were you doing? Did you go to Stanford Zoom? Did you Zoom Stanford? Oh my God! Your parents must be yeah. so pissed. Yeah, I was. I was doing Zoom all of last year and paying full tuition. That so. makes no sense. How is that even a thing? Uh, wow. Because they like money. Wow. Make a joke about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your parents wasted $50,000 on Zoom calls. Um, but yay, Stanford. I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, your next comedian, she's another one of my favorite people in the whole world. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Okay, I brought my notes for this one because I want to get it. Um, but first, I used to be more in touch with my body. I'm pointing at this pencil. In. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? No, I mean, or don't film me, please. Okay. Photos? Okay, photos, okay. Thank you. Um, oh, shit, now I forgot that joke. Just start over. Okay. Everybody, Lauren Kraut, yay! Thank you. I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Geez, no, I mean that awareness that you have when you do yoga or exercise. I don't know, I don't do that kind of shit. I pretty much live in my head. And not in that way. I mean, I have conversations about stuff to try to understand. Like, why is that guy frowning? Is he, did I say something? No, I think he's crappy like that. Oh yeah, I think it's me. Well, I, what I am in touch with is my feelings and I can feel you wanted a better ending to that joke. So I'll work on it, um, okay. Who's got a go-to snack? And don't say pussy because I'll smack you so hard. <laughs> Anybody got a go-to snack? Nobody? Little carrots, all right, that's very healthy. Very good. I like, my go-to snack is pretzels. You don't like carrots. <laughs> my go-to snack is pretzels, because uh, not just regular pretzels, but the honey wheat pretzels, because they have the three major necessary ingredients or requirements that you need for daily living. Salty, sweet, and addictive. I have a snack corner in my kitchen table there's just different areas for snacks. There's um, the regular candy and then chocolate. And then over here there's um, cookies and not just one, uh, two kinds, but not just one, um, not just one kind, two, because I'm not an elitist and I'm going to hell. And I also have uh, the salty, which is usually pretzels, but sometimes I'll indulge and I'll buy blue corn chips because I'm going to hell and I have nothing to live for. Um, but And also tucked away in the freezer up here is uh, mint chocolate, mint chip ice cream. And there's no joke about that because don't fuck with my ice cream. Um, I mostly live on snacks. They're like little small meals that you eat 
more often and in hiding, right? Um, so nobody's interested in me talking about my daily diet, but I will tell you this. It's an if for an anorexic depressive with social anxiety and a math phobia, I'm just mediocre when it comes to feeding myself. But I managed to make it to 60, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> I didn't think I'd lived it past 30. And uh, it's been quite a journey, I'll tell you. Who knew that the answer was going to be snacks? Um, do I have time for one more? Uh, you know what I like about memory is that anything can uh, stimulate it. If you think about your sight, you, ha you could see a pink orchid and summon up a, a, like a friend that you associate with an orchid. Or you hear some bells and you think of a church that you attended. Or you taste fresh squeezed orange juice and remember when you lost your virginity. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't ask Auntie Lauren if she wants OJ. The other cool thing about memory is that even when we experience the same thing, each of us has our own virgin, version of what's occurred. We might have our own version too, but. <laughs> That's perfect. Her boundaries are, her boundaries. Watch out for her boundaries. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. Yay! Her boundaries. Watch out for her boundaries. Yay! Um, we're moving through the list real quick today, quickly, everybody, which is great, um, which means I might even get to tell some jokes at the end. But right now, your next comedian, he's so lovely, Brady Pearson! Yay. So good to see you guys today. Thrilled to be here. How was your weekend? What'd y'all do? What'd you do? Oh, you're lazy. You don't do anything. How about you? I mean, no? Did you go to a club? No, I did. Now, what is this thing about you and your, your bisexual roommate? I really want to hear more about that. That's kind of up my... Um, I want to hear more about your power imbalance. How can I help? Okay, well, anyway. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about me and what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I had a very exciting weekend. I mean, um, I was out there. I'm didn't, so nobody else went to, went to an orgy this weekend? Nobody, was that just me? Anybody, any other cocksuckers in the room? Nobody? Not even, oh. Well, see, that that's what I want to hear more about, my friend, but um, yeah, you know, I'm, I've been a cocksucker so long, you know, it makes me beg the, um, Existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? No, you're a smart kid. <laughs> you do math, right? Okay, so I'll ask you. So let's say the, hum the average cock is like, what, six inches? I'm being generous. <laughs> in, well, in your case, probably. Um, and so then another pass is a foot, right? Right? So I was thinking, oh my god, I. See, one foot is one pass, one pass is one foot, six passes is six feet, you see where we're going, and all of a sudden I realized I have fucking run a marathon with my mouth this weekend. I mean, it has to be at least 24 miles. Um, and it also, you know, I've been living a lot of my fantasies lately, my other one of my fantasies, like what if we actually had, if I can run a marathon with my mouth, what if we have something like, um, 
okay, suck a marathon with my mouth. That's, I was thinking like, what if we had something more like a Dick Olympics, right? What would that be like? What other kind of sports could we have in a Dick Olympics? Um, I was thinking maybe synchronized fisting. Um, that'd be very fun. <laughs> Sla um, okay. And I was also thinking, like, does anybody, um, maybe a snowball relay? Does anybody know what a snowball is? Oh, this young man who's educated at Stanford knows what a, sta what a snowball is. Okay, for those of you in the audience who may not know what um, a snowball is. Okay, so in this sport, the point would be to take the snowball the furthest among, you know, as many people as can carry the snowball as possible, right? So what you do is you have to start off the race, you have to go up to the dispenser and you gotta go <laughs> And you just run and run. You cannot swallow, then you disqualified. Disqualified, I really, I didn't qualify. <laughs> I was just too hungry at the time. Um, another of my fantasies is like when I was a little kid and I was growing up and I wasn't the amazing, fabulous cocksucker you see standing before you today, ladies and gentlemen. I remember sitting in my room thinking about the boys camp that could have been. Oh, we play with our balls all day long. We take extensive showers, we get super clean, and then we go back to the mess hall of Camp Put It In Me in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And this is our little theme song, and it goes something like this. <coughs> Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pam. I'm Brady. Yay, Brady Pearson! Lake, put it in me. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, another lovely fellow, clap your hands wildly for Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Hello? Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, I, uh, I noticed I've already seen people. Hi. Um, you two. You, you two are, I like you. Uh, I noticed that, uh, I don't know why that's what I said. Um, I see you guys everywhere. Let me just put it that way. Um, I, I've, I am already seeing people complain about how shitty 2022 is, which is funny because they started it with the worst hangover of their life. Um, I don't know why they would expect it to be any better than the year before when they lit. I was thinking about like like the philosophical implications of that, like starting a whole year a whole new year the first thing you do is open your eyes and go oh fuck like that's that's got to have weight in the universe like i don't know why you would think things would get any better i like people are you know like we got rid of the last president and we have a new president but you're still starting january 1st looking in the mirror like oh fuck you <laughs> like Oh, oh, you haven't even bought toothpaste yet. Oh, I feel like I feel so bad. I feel so bad right now. I don't know. 
Just a little bit of thinking I've been doing. I don't feel like everything uh, in the last two years has been all that bad. I feel like there have been like some improvements. I've saved a lot of money because I have new opportunities to do that. Um, like I, I don't commute anymore. Uh, I don't go. I barely go on dates. Those are expensive. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, they stopped showing white dudes in commercials, which is great for me because I haven't felt the urge to go out and buy anything in like 18 months. It's, it, do you know how nice it is watching television when you're not the target demographic anymore? It's refreshing. Like anytime there's a commercial, it's just like, oh, finally, they're letting someone else drive the fucking Subaru. That's great. It's about time that someone else, they let someone else drive the Subaru. To, okay, so to be fair, there's always like one in those commercials, there's always like one goofy ass white dude in the very back of the car who's just like, I'm in a moving vehicle. Oh my God. He's just like stoked. And my favorite part is when they cut to the front and they show the mother and the daughter driving and they're looking at each other all smug like, yeah, that's your fucking idiot father. <laughs> that is your stupid dad. Look at that piece of shit that I married. They're on the freeway. He's still trying to figure out how to put a seatbelt on. He's just like, Duh! he can't figure it out. I've been, uh, you guys hear the great reset? I've <laughs> been doing a lot of research. I had been doing a lot of Googling. Uh, and one of the things I, I've been reading about is this thing called the great reset. And some people think it's a conspiracy theory. Other people think it's just like a, a, a catch-all term to describe uh, these like massive changes that are happening in our economy. And a lot of people are worried about it because the guy who is in charge of it has this like slogan where he says, you will own nothing and be happy. And people think it's just like four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like people are just really scared of this. Uh, and and it's, it's gotten all this like momentum on the internet and and you know people are anticipating what's going to be bad about it you know they think like our overlords like want us to 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 stay in the box and eat the bugs and be happy and they they just that just sounds like they're describing what my cat does every day uh it, you put him in a box and he couldn't be happier and he eats the bugs and he doesn't own anything and he is happy and so i don't know i just i drew the connection between what uh, a secret cabal that maybe runs the world wants and my own uh, cat. And uh, next time, uh, that'll either be funny or you'll never hear me say it again. Um, but I, 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 man, you should have seen me at work today when I made that connection. Oh boy, okay. Uh, see ya. Kyle Morrissey giving me a new thing to freak out about. Thanks. Global reset. That was a good dude that night. I can have some anxiety tonight. That sounds so fun. All right, your next comedian. He's so lovely, human being as well. And he got past the punchline. It's so exciting. The world is his oyster, everybody. Ian Levy. Hello. Um, I've been working out a lot uh, recently. I've been working out so that uh, next time I see my ex... Uh, I can beat her up. That was my big plan. I'm just, ah, gotcha. Okay, what's going on? That's my first joke. Oh, boy. You guys laughed at beating a woman. Sky's the limit. Okay, here we go. Um, I, uh, I'm not, in, in reality, I would never beat anyone up. I'm not very assertive. Uh, I'm bad at it. I was on a, a dating app, and I was trying to 
I was talking to this woman and we were, we were trying to make plans to actually meet up. And, uh, I, I said to her, I was, uh, she, I said, uh, where do you want to go get food? And she was like, I like it when the man just makes a plan, you know? So I was like, okay, would you like to get a Chinese food? And she said, no. Uh, and I was like, okay, uh, how about, uh, Indian food? And then she said, no. Uh, and then I was like, do you want to actually go out with me? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, there we go. That's uh, okay. It's, uh, let's see here. I've always been bad at being assertive. I had this happen once. I was, uh, outside of a bar, uh, and this guy came up and he was like talking to me, but, but too intensely. I wanted to get out of the conversation and I could have just said like, stop talking to me. But instead I, I was like, I'll just use an excuse to get away from him. And I don't smoke at all, but the first thing that came to my head was like, oh, I, I told him, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get a cigarette for my friend. And the guy goes, uh, oh, I've got a cigarette. And he hands it to me, right? Uh, and I think he could tell something was up because I went, thanks, and I put it in my pocket, and I walked away, you know? And, and he must have realized, because he walked, he walked up to me when I was over with my friends, and he, he leaned into me, and he went, uh, smoke it. Uh, so now I'm up to three packs a day. So it's not good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else do I have? Um, I, uh, I, I don't know what I want when it comes to uh, relationships or things. I, uh, I kind of just want what I can't have. I think, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. I, I spend so much time looking for love and then i'll meet someone who's like i'll love you and then i'm like well i'm terrified now so i'm scared uh, get away it's uh, okay nope no nope, nope, that's good that happens sometimes okay uh what else i got um i have a friend who's kind of interesting i have a friend who's a uh, is is a gay man and i think he he feels pressure to live up to the expectation of being gay uh, because if you ask him, he's very flamboyant. And if you ask him like, oh, what were you up to Saturday night? He'll be like, oh, I was in the club doing cocaine off another man's taint. Uh, but in reality, uh, he was home reading a book. So I was just like, oh, you could just tell, you know, you don't have to, I don't know why he feels the need to, you know, I don't know if he w w thinks he's going to disappoint us or something of like, you know, you could just, was it like, it's not even a, it's not even a book about like how to suck a cock or something. It was a biography of Winston Churchill. So that's. The least sexy, <laughs> pretty gay. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny. He's just a, he's just a, he's just a normal guy. But you know, who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> what else is going on with me? Um, I have a father. Um, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, I have a uh, father who's an interesting guy. Growing up, I didn't have any opinions. My opinion, I just agreed with whatever my dad uh, said. Right, so like uh, I remember, he took me when I was young to see the movie Spy Kids, and he was like, uh, "What did you think?" And I was like, "It was good." And he went, "Really?" And I was like, "It was bad. I don't know. Just love me. I don't know. What uh, What do you want me to say?" Uh, my dad is very, very honest. He's always been a very brutally honest person. Like I remember when my parents were getting a divorce, he told me, "He's like, hey, this divorce isn't your fault. Okay, it's your brother's." And I was like, "Oh God, that's what my brother gets for liking Spy Kids." But you know, that's the how it comes around. But my dad is also, he doesn't really ever show any emotion. He's very, uh, he, he's British, so, and he acts very British. There's just no emotion ever. Uh, I, I've only actually ever seen him uh, show emotion. He shows it once every four years. Uh, whenever Germany is knocked out of the World Cup, he will go, yeah, that's the only emotion I've ever seen my father ever give. Okay, that's been all my time. I've been Ian Levy. Yay! Yay! Ian Levy, yay! 
Supposedly there was some crazy thing that happened in Bart and the Bridge and stuff. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, there's plenty of time. And um, hey, the new guy. Everybody clap again for Ian Levy. Yay. Yeah. Um, we can, you can relax for a second. I'll put one other person and then put you up next. Um, Sebastian, new guy. Are you ready? You want to try it? Oh, if yeah, if you want to, sure. If you want to give him feedback, sure. The cigarette thing was very funny. Like that situation in Paris is funny. Yeah. Just, I was thinking about like I feel like as you set it up, like I knew what was gonna happen, but it was I don't know why it was still funny even though I knew what was gonna happen. I don't I mean I'm obviously I'm just like that joke a lot. I was like dying. Okay. Oh uh, well, yeah. Uh, you say you're you're new here, right? Yeah. Don't ever talk to me again. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm joking. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Don't even look at me. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Clap your hands together for Ian Levy. And then clap your hands. It's the first time for him, and we're excited. Everybody, Sebastian! Uh, let's see. So, uh, hi, I'm Sebastian. I, uh, I do impressions. So my first impression is of a, a guy who just killed his girlfriend, but he's, he's very calm about it. Hi, I'm Sebastian. I do impressions. And my, my first, uh, uh, so, uh, you guys dating? Yeah, and we're all dating, right? So, dating is hard, uh, right? I don't know what you guys think. For me, it's not the easiest. Um, all right, so let me, let me read some texts from some recent dates that uh, went no, nowhere. Okay, here's one from Carla. October 4th to me. Hey, Sebastian. Not really feeling it. Sorry. It was really nice hanging out, though. So win some, you lose some. Let's see. Here's another one. October 13th to me. Uh, I hope to see you again soon, Sebastian. That was uh, from a gay guy in Dolores Park that I thought was just being nice to me. I don't know. I, I didn't want to be homophobic, so gave him my number. Uh, let's see. November 7th to me. Uh, it's Garrett. That was another gay guy that I thought was just being nice to me at a bar. Let's see, another one here. Emily, November 27th. Uh, sorry, Sebastian, I'm afraid your penis is just too large. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? You guys want to hear, this is not, you want to hear a real one? From, from me to, to Hannah. Uh, do you want to go on another date? Getting a pretty strong no over text, but just wanted to ask directly because I really enjoyed our dates. That made me feel bad for a long period of time. Um, oh, here's one. Um, do you guys like uh, underdog stories? You know, when like, uh, you know, there's like a big person or team that's like supposed to win and they have all these power and resources. And then, you know, there's like the ragtag team of misfits that we're all rooting for and they managed to like pull an upset you know like uh you know remember the titans rocky 9-11 <laughs> let's see all right two more um do you guys see that Ghislaine maxwell was convicted of uh you know for raping kids <laughs> sent to prison for 25 years you know what the uh, saddest part about that situation is uh, to me? I think I think Ghislaine is actually like a, a nice name. 
Like, you know, I mean, they're ki- the raping the kids is obviously bad, but the uh, it's too bad that she ruined that name. You know, now we can't now we can't use it. Really, Adolf that name. Uh, what else? All right, la- one last one. Um, I think well, tax season is kind is kind of coming up, and I I don't know if you guys put off doing your taxes, but I always it's, it's too complicated to figure out. Um, yeah, like, do you think it's still tax evasion if you just if you're just too lazy to do them? Does that does that count? All right, that, that's all I got. Thank you guys. Sebastian, clap your hands together, everyone. Oh, you can give him you can give him notes if you want. Sure. I was just uh, the only thing uh, I would do is I, I actually I like the the premise of you reading off messages. Uh-huh. Uh, I would change instead of it being the one that's like I, I hope to see you again soon. I would change that from instead of a gay guy, it should be from your mom. Uh, it might be funny, <laughs> if, like the one successful one or something. But anyways, all right, that's, that's all. Fine. Yay! Clap your hands together for Sebastian. <laughs> Yay! All right, your next comedian. I'm super sad for you that they canceled Sketchfest and you didn't use this the year you got in. And do they do they just do they postpone it? Do you get to be on it next year or something? All right, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Colin Braun, yay! Sorry, I didn't finish writing my set list. Hold on. Chickpea, okay. Um, Hi, I would have been here earlier, but Bart uh, crapped itself. And um, I don't have any jokes about it, but I I took the streetcar and there were some mean kids on it. And I wanted, they were trying to rip down... Because it's the streetcar, they got all the pictures of all the different types of streetcars, and they were trying to just rip one off to steal it. And I said to them, what the fuck are you doing? And before I could tell him, you need to steal things that are cool to have in your room, he said, shut the fuck up. Um, And then when they were getting off, one of them said, goodbye, white suburban, and I just hope that kid goes on to become a writer. Anyway, um, Pam, you're right. Um, Sketchfest was uh, was canceled. I got into Sketchfest, which is a lot like where I went to college, UC Davis, because um, it's impressive that you got in, but you do still have to tell that to people. All right. Um, I always, it was just Christmas, and I always wait until Christmas Day for my gifts. I always wait because I love getting gifts on Christmas Day, but just this once... On December 23rd, I got something early, coronavirus. Um, and so I, re- and I realized um, just how long it's been since this all started. And, and, and watching all the various things people have done to cope, and I realized, you know, all my friends have gone through these trends. Like when the pandemic started, all my friends were getting dogs. And now two years in, all my friends are getting divorced which is a joke I wrote this weekend when I thought I was about to get divorced. Here's another one. <laughs> Divorce is a lot like the coronavirus. I almost made it through the pandemic without getting it. <laughs> Between um, sobbing and eating donuts this weekend, I thought, well, it's time to kill myself. And the thing is, once you've made that decision, you know, you got to think about how you're going to do it. And I figured out the best way I have a safe under my bed that only I know the combination to, and there's a gun in there in case of um, black ops stormtroopers coming to take me and my husband away to one of the camps. It's, I got the safe a couple of years ago. Um, 
but my husband doesn't know the combination because he doesn't want access to a gun. He, he just doesn't want, he doesn't feel safe having access to a gun. So I figured what I'd do is I would take out the gun and two bullets, leave all the other bullets in the safe, load the gun, shoot the dog, shoot myself. Then my husband comes home and he has no way to deal with the grief aside from just processing it. <laughs> this is what I was doing instead of working on my marriage. <laughs> My husband said that um, he used to feel like my sense of humor was something that he got to enjoy, but now I share it with all these people doing comedy. So if you don't laugh at these jokes, what the fuck have I done for the last three years? <laughs> and um, thanks, Pam. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, and then my last one here is one I've, I've done for a little while. Um, what do Middle Eastern cooking and anime weirdos on the internet have in common? Chickpea. <laughs> My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Chickpea. Chickpea. I love every. I love everything you do. I, I love. I, That's I, not I, helpful advice. No, it's terrible. I know. I have nothing to add. I think that. I think. That, I think that the uh, divorce stuff was really relatable to me because I've gone through a divorce and um, I just thought that was. It was all very honest and. Um, and funny, and I enjoyed it. You heard me laughing. <laughs> I was like, really? I heard you laughing. I'm back here. So, yeah, funny stuff. The COVID jokes were great. I mean, does, that, does anybody else have anything to say? I thought it got stellar. Comments, anyone? They've been quiet today. Everyone's been real quiet. It's okay. It's because you're perfect. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Yay! Okay, I'm. I have like one new joke, so I'm gonna come around to do it, and then because there's some people aren't here on the list yet, and uh, yeah. Okay, so yay. Yay. yay! I had a nervous breakdown this weekend because uh, I got a new phone. I had to. They gave me a new phone. I didn't want one. They sent it to me in the mail. They made me. Have, I finally figured out how to use my smartphone, and then they're like, "No, no, have this new one. Different." I got nervous breakdown, freaking out. I hate my new phone. Also, it's it's ageist because it's I can't see a goddamn thing on it and sausage fingers, and it's sexist. I'm going through menopause. Can't use it in the morning with hot flashes. It doesn't work. The touchscreen technology doesn't work. It's following me. This is crazy. I I got a little drunk on Friday night. Surprise! And I went home with one of my buddies to the Excelsior, and at 10:30 in the morning, Lyft sends me a message rise and shine pamela did you need a ride home it slut shamed me my fucking phone slut shamed me it was like you're in a you're in uh what's it called you're in a neighborhood that's not your own that you've never been before send one winky emoji if you need help like and i'm fine it's, it's amanda's sofa it wasn't even a guy <laughs> they thought Lyft, Lyft thinks I'm a slut. Now I'm upset about it. Um, that's my new one, new joke I'm trying to work on. Uh, so yay. Uh, do I have any other thing I wanted that I'm working on? There was one other thing I was talking about in my head besides the Lyft and the phone. Um, uh, oh, I know there's one more new joke. Oh, fuck. I can't remember it. But I know that I wrote, I'd written another joke and I was like, mm, I wrote another joke, I have two jokes now. And then, mm, no, never mind. So it's, that's the only one I have is that Lyft thinks I'm a slut.
I'm not though. I'm so single, but so lonely. Uh, my imagination is so vivid. I masturbate to podcasts. It's absolutely true. At which podcast do you think I listen to? Oh, yeah, This American Life. I th I find Ira Glass very sexy, but no, uh, I masturbate to my own podcasts because I'm a narcissist and I can do everything by myself better than any of you ever could. <laughs> okay, yay! Bye, yay me! Yay me! I'm sorry. I I saw I, that went so much better in my head when I was. Anyway, uh, it doesn't, isn't that always the way? Your next comedian is one of those guys outside. It's either Hunter or it's Jason. Whichever one of you guys, it's we, tonight's a weird night. It's going to be Hunter. Everybody, Hunter Uniac. Yay. I am Jason. I'm not. I'm Hunter. Um, I'm in a bad mood, guys. I am. I am. Fuck you for laughing at I'm in a bad mood, all right? But um, I'm in a bad mood. Because um, I took Bart over here, which means I'm too poor to afford a fucking car, first of all. And secondly, Bart had a fucking delay. Horrible, all right? I, I took an hour for me to get from South City to 24th Street. So that's one, two, three, too many stops for a fucking hour. All right? And I don't know if you guys know me. Some of you do. But I drink. And my mom works for Bart. So I called up my mom. All right? And like, as soon as I called up, she answered. I was like, Bitch, the fuck are you doing wrong? And she wakes up and goes, oh, sweetie, what, what, what time is it? Because my mom starts work at four in the morning and gets off at noon and it's seven o'clock, so it's the perfect time to fucking call her, you know? And um, all right, you guys on my mom's side, fuck you, okay? We're gonna keep on going on, all right? She raised me, look at me, she did a bad job, okay? No, she has a store side. I love her, don't worry. Um, I was like, lady, this, this is taking so long, what the fuck's going on? Are you taking a picture of me for my mom right now? That's exactly what you do. Do you know my mom? All right, because, like, you look gay enough to know my mom, okay? Like, you had the hand up like this going, like, this is, like, you know, how she, I don't fucking know. I don't know. What's your name? You're still taking the fucking picture. For Instagram? My mom doesn't have Instagram. You don't know my mom, all right? I love it. I'm, li I'm literally bitching about my, I'm literally, like, venting about my family relationships. And you, this, you sir, is a perfect time to go, this is a good thing to put online. Right fucking now, even though I never met this person. What's my name? Exactly. Exactly. And you're just going, yeah, I'm going to, th this is a world star now. All right. God damn it. Since flash, this is why I need to, you ruined my set, sir. No, I'm fucking with you. All right. I'm fucking with you. What's your name, man? Greg? Such a fucking name for somebody who just takes pictures of people without permission. No? Okay. Fuck you guys. All right. I was doing so good, all right? Next time you take a picture of me without my permission, do it when I'm naked, okay? That way I at least make some money off it. Fuck you, Peter! <laughs> all right. I, um, let's do this one. Um, it was Christmas well, a little while ago. Did anybody get any Christmas presents? Uh, um, no? COVID? What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> no, but uh, for Christmas, my dad always gives me a $100 bill every single year. All right, and he always crumples it up and shakes my hand with it. And this year, I want to give my father a gift, so I got a hundred dollar bill. I crumpled it up in my hand, and I shook his hand with the so when he had a hundred dollar bill in his hand and a hundred dollar bill in my hand. And I just played this little game of chicken with my father, saying like, "Who's gonna get rid of it first? And then I realized my father's my boss, so I took both hundred dollar bills. You know? All right. 
right, I'll do this one. Um, I don't think I'm mature. I'm, I'm a carpenter, all right? And I don't think I'm mature enough to be a carpenter because all I do on job sites is just draw dicks inside the walls of the homes I make, you know? It's a weird thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll draw, I'll draw like, big penises, small penises, little penises, yellow penises, red penises. I don't fucking care, you know? But, like, it, it's, just, it's just so happy for me because, like, when we make that home, you know, like, children are playing in that home. Like, they're making memories. And I, the, the parents always, like, you know, they don't know, but I know that there's just all dicks behind every single memory that those children are making. You know what, guys? You know, guys, I realize don't open up a set talking shit about your own fucking mother. All right? That's what I leave. So I'll leave you with this uh, one dad joke. All right? And uh, if you don't laugh at this, then I quit comedy. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, but uh, what do you call the Native American ghost I just jabbed with my finger? Pocahontas. That's my time, guys. Woo! Hunter Uniac, everyone. Yay, Hunter Uniac. He's my hero. He saved me so many times. Like, you have no idea. I'm like the one. I don't know how many drunk bitches he saves, but he always <laughs> always happens to save me, which is interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Hunter Uniac. You're, do you, do you, do you, do you, are you really like, are you like Captain save or just for me? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you haven't heard the <laughs> Captain save Oh, you are the sweetest. Uh, so is your next comedian. I'm excited to bring him up. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. Hello. My name is Peter. My pronouns are gay and sad. Yes, I am gay. I should have realized I was gay a lot sooner in life. Because growing up as a kid, I should have known there is no straight boy who is obsessed with America's Next Top Model. All right, like, no straight kid is binge-watching that show. Like, you want to be on top? You want to be on top? You want to be on top? Turns out, no, I don't. Hey, oh, that's my butt. Uh... Yes, I've been watching a lot of America's Next Top Model because right now we can do nothing. It is a pandemic. We may as well be in jail. So I've been watching a lot of television. I don't know if you all have noticed this, but they're remaking a lot of TV shows. Have we noticed this? Yeah, they're bringing back like a lot of old shows for COVID reboots. So last night I watched the new season premiere of... The Amazing Race? The reality show where they travel from country to country quickly. What are those challenges in COVID? Is it just like the whole race is to see if anyone can get through customs? Is it just people going and like running through TSA like detour? Pre-check or clear? Like, are you just watching these people like, currently in first place, whipping out the ID and the proof of vax code? Like, I can barely go outside right now, but these people can bungee jump in Turkmenistan for their next clue? Was it like, roadblock? Who's not gonna get Omicron? Oh. <sighs> Crazy times, crazy times. Um, I'm going to do one last bit. Um, I'm going to get kind of serious here for a second. Um, 
Something sort of scary happened to me the other day. Um, actually overdosed on being gay. Yes, this is actually a thing. Let me explain to you how gay science works. You see, there are certain life circumstances or situations that elicit the same type of organ failure that comes with doing illicit drugs. For instance, gays often go into a state of cardiac arrest when the music is too fierce. That is what happened to me. I went to the Castro, and they ended up playing a little too much Dua Lipa. Next thing you know, I'm like, help, they're playing levitating and I'm gay! Which was my girlfriend's code to warn the women and children in the nightclub that destruction is about to hit the dance floor. And I shouted from her across the bar, please hurry, they're playing toxic now. And what she did was she went to the jukebox and changed the song to Imagine Dragons. Soft pop rock is gay Narcan. Now you know how to save your gay friends the next time they go to Midnight Sun for Dollywood Night. I have been Peter Struckmeyer. I don't even think I got the horn, but maybe I did. No, no, you didn't. Oh. Well, I just, I was just, I was enjoying you so much, I just didn't even look at the time. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm done. Hey, yay. Peter Struckmeyer, yay. Me. I'm sorry. I just looked at, I was having, I was enjoying you so much, and I was learning so much about the fierce, the the new fierceness. I didn't even know any of the names of the bands that you mentioned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm like the opposite of fierce. Um, but you're, you're hilarious. Everybody, uh, Peter Struckmeyer, yay. Yay, yay, yay. All right. Um, I'll take this opportunity before I bring up your next comic because he just walked in the room to let you know that um, I have an open mic on Tuesdays now at OMG and it's super fun. And uh, if you want to do the pre-sign, I make you register on Eventbrite. And I know that sounds weird, but... It's how I'm fucking with the algorithms because when everybody says they're going and then it looks like there aren't a lot of tickets left, it shows up at the top of the feed and people are like, ooh, this looks fucking cool. And so then you would get real audience at the open mic. That's a trick that I'm trying to play on all of you. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for David Samuel. Yay! Uh, thank you, Mini Radio. What's up, guys? I'm five foot seven. But I make up for it by being really poor. That's uh, how I get the confidence to come up here. What's up, guys? My astrological sign is a stop. Okay. <laughs> Just got Medi-Cal. That's pretty nice. Going to the doctor a lot. I really enjoy the doctor. I love the doctor. love going there. But that's because I have a fetish for getting hit with little tiny hammers. And that's the only place they do that. So I'm there a lot, you know? It's a good time. It's cool. It's been a fun year for me. I, uh, I fist fought my dad earlier this year. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> I think that's the white trash quinceanera. That's what that is, you know? You're a man now, right? It's a good time. We fought because my dad wanted to go to rehab. He's a drunk. At the time, I was on heroin, so that was an interesting combination. You'd be like, look, I don't know if you've ever been on heroin and looked at someone else like, man, you need help, you know, but... That's what I did. I took him to rehab. He didn't want to go. He really didn't want to go. We got all the way there. He didn't want to go. So instead, we went to an AA meeting. My dad is hammered in an AA meeting, really drunk <laughs> in an AA meeting, which that's like golden rule number one of AA meetings is don't do that, right? 
They were so jealous. They were so jealous. It was funny, too, because there was a woman, like, in the middle of telling this, like, really heartfelt story, right? She's, like, talking about, like, how she got clean, just, like, the, the fall and, and until you figure out, like, you've got to get your life together, right? She's telling this, like, really heartfelt story. And my dad interrupts her to be like, hey, everyone, this is my boy right here. And at that point, it's like you have to fight him, right? It's like you're interrupting a woman, and it's horrible. So we fought. We fought in the parking lot of a hospital. It's a good time. It's weird, too, with my dad because he taught me how to fight. But in that moment, it's like he forgot everything he taught me. You know, I really gave it to him. I really beat the shit out of him. But it's hard. It's tough. It's hard to fist fight your dad. The hardest part probably is that not a lot of people know this, but if you win, if you best your dad in a fist fight, you got to have sex with your mom. You <laughs> know, raise your brother. It's a really tough thing. But hasn't been all bad. It's been an all right year. I did a little reading this year. I learned that spiders have dicks. Doesn't that make them more scary, right? It's just a little freakier. Little spider penises. Freaky. Spiders are cool, though. Spiders, when they have sex, sometimes the male spider will break his dick off inside the female spider. It's pretty cool. Right. I think you know what that means, sir. I mean, spider pussy probably incredible. It's probably amazing. Because I've never had sex and thought, you know what? I think that's the last time I'm going to need that. You know, here. You take it. Keep it warm. Don't show it to anybody. Spires are cool. Spires are interesting. In the, in the wild, they don't die of like they don't have like a they don't die of old age. The only way spiders die in the wild is two things: illness and predation. That's the only way they go out. Which is pretty freaky. That means the spider that you chase into your fridge that you think is long gone. Uh-uh. That spider's 47 years old, man. He's a little league coach under the fridge now, you know? He's at the point in his life where he's like taking up woodworking, not because he cares about wood, just to get away from the wife. You know, that's all it is. That's where he's at. He probably does weird stuff too, like makes a odd dick jokes to the parents in the Little League, just weird dick jokes. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually a nine-legged spider, so. All right. Very cool. I think that's my time. Thank you so much, Mini Radio. Give it up for me. Clap your hands together for David Samuel. I happen to have a tiny hammer on me, if you want to <laughs> happen to have a tiny hammer. I always have a tiny hammer in my backpack. Not for your jokes. I just think it's funny that I actually have I wanted to show you a tiny hammer. I'm weird. Your next comedian. Oh, he's so funny. I'm so happy he's here. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! You're recording this, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank God, because I'm not. Uh, what's going on, everybody? How we doing? Yay. Cool, uh, cool, yeah. We're, we got restaurant people. Anybody work in restaurants? Worked in restaurants? Yeah, make some noise or something. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, um, so you might get this if you do comedy and you work in restaurants. I know Lauren knows what I'm fucking talking about. Um, people will ask you, like, oh, do you have any funny stories about, like, diners? You know, which I don't because most diners are just normal people. But the employees are sociopaths. They are... The most insane people I've ever met. I worked with a woman. Her name was Denise. I would often walk into her on the dining room, hand in pants, uh, saying, like, my pussy's itchy today. What? 
What the fuck is wrong with you? Wash your hands. Holy shit. And then she would uh, constantly tell people about her ex-husband, the father of her uh, 10-year-old son. And uh, she'd be like, she would say sweet things like, uh, uh, he has such a big dick. God, I miss his dick. His dick was just so, it was like 10 inches. It was fucking huge. Oh, it felt so good. And then, and then uh, people would say, uh, can I just order the snapper now? Is that the fuck kind of restaurant is this? And, and uh, she had to leave one day because her son evidently put glue in his ears. Uh, and so he had to get picked up from school because he put glue in his ears, which honestly I get because I've heard her stories. I'm like, fucking anything to make it stop, you know? Um, the woman is batshit crazy. She filmed pregnancy porn because she got, yeah, she was pregnant. And she filmed pregnancy porn and then sold it. And, I mean, she's, like, I assume a, a day away from giving birth. And we're at work. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but, like, is there – should you stop having sex at a certain point? Like, before the birth? Like, I don't know, like a week out or is there something? And she's, like, no, no. I had sex with my last kid basically until the day I gave birth. I was, like, didn't you just tell me that he put glue in his ear? Like, I don't Maybe you lumped that kid's head. I'm just saying, it's a 10-inch dick. That's a lot of dick. Anyway, that kid got hit by that dick. I'm convinced. Uh, I, uh, I've i been thinking about death a lot. Make some noise if you think about death a lot, huh? Yeah, fucking, you're at mutiny. No surprise there. <laughs> it, it, it attracts a certain type of person, you know? And, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think about, like, is there an afterlife? What would it be like? You know, what kind of preparations should I make? And, uh, you know, what are all the afterlifes that I've heard about? And uh, I, one thing I don't think is I don't think the Egyptians had it right uh, because, like, basically when you die, they would, like, bury you with your belongings because you would need them. Go ahead. Uh, you would need them in the afterlife. You needed all your stuff. And I was like... I'm going to need my stuff in the afterlife. Am I going to need a iron shirts in heaven? <laughs> what a fucking, that sucks that I have also no belonging. So I'm fucked. Am I also going to be poor for eternity? That sounds, this is a shitty heaven is what I'm thinking. You know, uh, I'm still working on that idea. Uh, uh, what else? Um, I got a couple more things that are very quick. Um, actually, yeah, one, I used to do a lot of Oxycontin. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, if you don't know what it is, uh, it is a pill that doctors will prescribe you uh, if you're awesome and you can trick them, you know? So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I. but now I'm sober uh, and I'm part of like that group of people that are all sober together. Uh, losers, you know, losers. I'm a fucking loser now. Um, I guess that's all I have time for. So thank you very much. Have a good night. Kelly Evans, yay! He's not a loser. Uh, but I'm also a terrible judge of character. Your next comedian. I'm so glad she's back. We're having a Texas rock block right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! No, right? I mean, like, people are crazy out there in Texas, you know? Like, walking to Target, everyone's just, like, raw-dogging produce <laughs> aisle. <laughs> just no fear whatsoever, you know? Target, candle aisle, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy out there. Um, but anyway, 
Hi, I'm Denise. Uh, for those of you who haven't met me before, uh, you might have seen me working at that new boba shop down the street. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little offensive, a little racist. Uh, no, but but I was I was a child model, uh, so you might recognize me. Um, I was a model for the cover of the uh, Kaplan SAT Study Guide, <laughs> 2015 edition. Really rocked Barnes and Nobles back in the day. These days, I'm more just like at half price books, you know. Um, but but that's why I still have a little bit of like leftover Scantron energy to me, right? <laughs> Just like like a little dead in the eyes, like the multiple choice ghosts are still haunting me. Uh, anyway, um, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so so I'm trying to get engaged this year. Um, yes, thank you so much, Peter. Uh, hoping my boyfriend pr proposes to me. Have to get a boyfriend first, um, but I've I've decided there is a certain type of guy that I want. All right, like I want someone who sends me green text message bubbles. Yeah, yeah, I know controversial, but like I'm done just messing around with like a sea of blue bubbles. All right, like on my on my messages, like I want a field of astroturf, like. Green bubble men are the most practical. You know, like you don't really like go on vacation with them or anything because like they usually have asthma, allergies, they burn easily in the sun. I'm so sorry, Jason. <laughs> I apologize. This is not directed towards you, just your people. <laughs> Um, but you know what? Like, they are family men, all right? Like, they are economical. They don't buy fancy cheeses. None of that multi-syllable cheese, like camembert, pecorino. Like, they, they, go to, they go to Costco with their executive membership card. Yeah, buying that. Those Kraft American cheese slices, right? Um, was I going anywhere with that? <laughs> that might have been it. <laughs> Let's see. Um... Okay, yeah, that was actually it. Uh, there, there was one guy that I was super into uh, earlier this year. He was not a green bubble sender. Um, I mean, I know it's controversial, but like I, he was a man in uniform, and I'm just like kind of into those. I feel like men in uniform, it's just easier to see like the type of package that they're carrying from their FedEx truck. All right, like. Uh, <laughs> FedEx men are toxic, all right? Like, not as toxic as UPS, but it's pretty close. Like, they gaslight you. They, they like, leave these little love notes at your door. They're like, sorry, we missed you. We'll try again the next business day. And you're like, I was right there. Um, but, but yeah, so those were, those were my new little jokes that I came up with while I was in Texas trying to hide from everyone. Uh, so cool. Yeah, I'm Denise. Thank you. <laughs> Denise Lee, yay! So you saying the thing about people in uniform made me remember the other new joke I wrote this week, and it's about all the fucking cute cops in Civic Center. Oh, my God. Have you seen all of the cute cops? I've been smiling at them, and they smiled back at me, and I think that means they won't kill somebody today. Your next comedian. I'm so excited they see your cop here. together for John Alcabez. Yay! John Alcabez is not here? I thought he, I thought I saw him. He just looks like John Alcabez. Oh, oh, it's um. Well, it's Dan Griffith. That's Dan Griffith. But um, let's see. Pete Palmer didn't come. Sebastian went. Hunter, um, Jason Cruz. Yay! 
I'm a green tax bubble guy. <laughs> I am. Uh, not because I'm good with money, uh, but because I don't have any. So, bit of a distinction there. Um, I do have white privilege, though. Uh, I don't think it's immediately apparent by looking at me, but like, I'm the Tiger Woods of white privilege, and that I'm we're the only ones who look like this in the goat conversation, you know. I mean, Tiger Woods might be the Tiger Woods of white privilege, but I'm second place for sure. Uh, one time I was driving drunk and I got pulled over and uh, it was really scary, you know. I see the flashlight getting closer and closer to my window. I'm freaking out. And uh, I roll down the window and I hear uh, Jason and I go, Coach? <laughs> and it was my hockey coach. <laughs> That's the widest thing any, that's the widest story of all time, is that I didn't get a ticket either. That's really the best part, is it was just like, Jesus, man, well, you got practice tomorrow, uh, drive safe. And then I went home. I, I don't understand how you guys are not stunned. That, that, that's not supposed to happen to people that look like me at all, and it did. Um, I just moved here. That was cool. Um... Yeah, I was I was unpacking. Uh, I borrowed a suitcase from my dad, and uh, I opened this pocket. And I found something that I did not pack. I found a bottle of anal lube. And I picked it up, dropped it immediately. It was very slippery. <laughs> and uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I hope my dad's cheating. Like, you know? <laughs> It just makes it better for me than having to think about how many times my mom's been fucked in the ass. I don't know how many times, but it's about half a bottle's worth. So, yeah, it's been a rough... I didn't want to know that about my mom, you know? I didn't want to know that. I moved into the Tenderloin, uh, and that's been tough. Uh, one time I lost my car in the Tenderloin. And that was probably the scariest thing ever. Uh, I remember what I heard a bunch of just weird stuff, you know? Like, uh, I saw this guy give, like, some amount of money to another guy. And then that guy went, yeah, if you come up short next month, I'm going to kill your son. And I had to walk in between these two gents to get to where I was going. It was terrifying. Terrifying. It was like 2 a.m. I still couldn't find my car. This prostitute approached me. She was like, do you need company? And I was like, yes, I'm very scared right now. Um, how much? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk more about my parents, you know? I like that. Uh, my dad has neuropathy. Do you guys know what that is? It's, uh, it's this genetic condition where the nerves in his feet don't work, so he kind of walks funny, you know? Uh, and it's been really tough on me my whole childhood, but there's a cure coming out, and we're all really excited. Uh, but it's a little experimental, so I'm pretty nervous about losing our handicap parking. You know? Uh, I remember one time I was pulling into a handicap spot, and uh, this guy was giving me a hard time, you know? He was like, hey, asshole, you don't look handicapped. So I was thinking really quick, and I went, Dude, thank you! <laughs> Ah, oh, man, that's awful. I hate that that gets a laugh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get out of here now. Thank you, guys. Jesus Christ!
Hoes, everyone. Hooray. All right. Looks like you have one last comment. Comic. You guys are all so wonderful for hanging in. And clap your hands together for Dan Britton. Yay. What's up, guys? Fuck is up, guys? Um, trying these out. Just let me know what you think. Um, my upstairs neighbor and I recently decided we'll take our relationship in a new direction by hating each other's fucking guts. Um, a lot of you guys are going to say, like, well, what's your problem? Okay, so first week I moved in there. Don't you just love people whose cars are, like, unnecessarily loud? It's, like, my favorite thing. Um, first week I moved in there, this guy knocks on my door. He goes, can you stop buying cheese? <laughs> My whole apartment smells like cheese now. <laughs> now here's the thing. I don't normally buy cheese. I especially don't buy cheese like the week that I move into an apartment. You okay, Jason? Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, so anyway, back to the cheese. Back to the cheese, back to the cheese. Back to the cheese part two, okay. So. I'm not a cheese guy. I don't normally buy cheese. I don't normally eat it. But the request was so ridiculous, I had to be like, hey, 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 hey. I'll buy cheese whenever the fuck I want to, okay? He didn't like that. He goes, nah. And he slithers back into his apartment. And then a couple of months go by. And one night, I couldn't find parking. So overnight, I park in a 30-minute zone. The next morning, I go out to my car. He put one of his own parking tickets on my car. He wrote Dan Britton above Michael Zavidic. And on the comments section, he crossed out blocking SF Pride Parade and wrote meter expired, asshole. It's like, how the fuck am I the asshole? What did you do? Park on Market Street horizontally at 2 in the afternoon? Just like, I'll show you gays. Uh, my birthday was last week. Thank you, thank you. I just turned 26. Um, I'm at the age where like, I still like birthdays, but I have no tolerance for shitty gifts. Like, you guys ever open up a gift and you're like, yeah, and then you, get, you look at it and you're just like, nope, I don't want this. This sucks. I'm gonna skip that joke. <laughs> Over Christmas, I was watching that uh, movie, A Christmas Story, you know that? Where like Ralphie and he wants to be begun. Remember that scene where Ralphie convinces his friend Flip to put the tongue on the frozen pole, and then they all leave Flip out there, and Ralphie's like, the bell rang. And then the fire department has to come and get Flip and bring him back into the classroom, and Flip's like, uh, uh. that would not be me. If that happened to me, I'd walk into that classroom like, you motherfuckers. You left me out there. I could have fucking died. You know, I think about my place in history. I think about everybody's place in history, especially at a time as volatile as the one that we live in. And I just think out of everything that my generation could be, my generation is the generation of awful phrases. It's like somebody the other day I was in a conversation with, she goes, oh my God, I'm screaming. It's like, no, you're not. You're talking at a normal volume. She goes, no, oh my gee, I, OMG, I can't even right now. Can't even. What? 
can't form one coherent sentence, can't find a job, hard to get employment whenever you can't finish a thought. Back off, bro, dead ass. Are we talking about colon cancer right now? What the fuck are you saying to me? These are my jokes. Thank you. Good night. Stan Britton, happy birthday. Well, I think that was everyone, everyone. Um, there's no one else left, right? And John didn't come and Pete didn't show up. And that's, that's all good. Thank you guys all for being here. Um, I run an open mic tomorrow at OMG. Wednesday, Asiento, it's a show, but I always underbook and have guest sets this Thursday at Emperor Norton's Boozeland, uh, 7 o'clock, open mic there. We'll be back here on Friday at 6 o'clock, and then Saturday at 2 at Atlas. And uh, yeah, thanks you guys all for coming. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Have a great night. Bye. Listen to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan. It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black, black, plastic. Mutiny Radio. FM Saturday noon to two every Saturday. All music, all night, all day. The ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? 
What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out ACLUNC.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way! What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, 
We have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you beat it asiento on 21st and bright Special happy hour prices all night long. Live radio, comedy festival, starting first through fifth. Order of the Comedy Festival hosted in honor of the Pop Star Wednesday, March 4th, Saturday, 11 p.m. Plus an allied comic. So come out to 150. Right on. 
hear rumors of podcasters You know what time it is. Time for the Music Radio Comedy Festival special edition. Special, special edition. Yes, um, call me Tim. There it is. There are some listeners. Live and all that kind of stuff. Out by Comedy Python Rail, so it's awesome. There are some who call me Tim. Life constant. Hello. Hello, I heard you in here talking to yourself. Yeah, I was I was taking artistic pictures of your your intro to Mutiny Radio yeah. for posting on Instagram Live. Support, yes, support please. the support. Hashtag MCRF5. Absolutely. I don't understand the rules of the platforms, but I think they're pretty good. <laughs> they you know, mean they, something. They So you do IFBB and okay. look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. <laughs> I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I do not. He never lived. He never walked the earth. He isn't the son of God. No. All just a big old story. All just a big old story. Just one of many. Made up by humans for their purposes and needs to find a way not to kill themselves every day. Ah, uh-huh. so to this morality No. How do you not kill people every day? Right now. I have no desire to kill people. I kill as much as I like every day. Yeah. Yep. All that's, right. That's the, I think uh, Penn Teller, Penn and Teller, um, Penn of Penn and Teller. No. Yes, the tall one. The tall uh-huh, one that uh-huh. talks. I think that's Penn is the one who says that uh, somebody had asked him, like, if he doesn't believe in a God, then... How does he not keep from raping? And he's like, I rape as much as I want to every yeah. day. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Aaron Atkins just joining us. Uh-oh. Aaron Ta- Atkins. Here we are, and some call me Tim. What up? The other just Oh, you got to see. He knows he's been here before. Uh, Aaron Atkins, Hello, look, deep, look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. And how do you Not as a deity, but as a person. Oh, okay. So he did walk the earth. April says no walking the earth. Never yeah. existed. Nah. Not a real guy. I no. believe that too. It's just, it's the human need to be tribal. And it's easier to keep, I think, people kind of in line with things. Give them something to work towards. And explain mysteries of life kind of all in one Convenient package. Jesus is a nice convenient package. Yeah, it's yeah. the current one, and it's it seems to be losing hold. You know, <laughs> who knows what the next one's gonna be. Yeah. We well, that's what we were saying yesterday is that religion just provides like meaning for people. Yeah, you need that meaning. 
Otherwise, you're lost without it. Uh, yeah, what is this? So, I think, but so this is why I'm so quick to watch movies. And it, it wasn't an odd thing for me to see this film. I don't understand. How are they living with this? You know, so how weird. are they even <laughs> finding any humor? They have never mentioned humor, not even once. How can this be a story? Who are these characters? <laughs> Because I was so, <laughs> like, yeah, sheltered and yeah. weird about because my whole life was just so weird about it. I just don't know about that. Yeah, well, and for, for me growing up, it was like, um, you know, like my, I remember my neighbors went to church all